in this episode of Hello Educator. It's overwhelming for me to know that you know all these things have been happening in the 90s in your place. The science says that one human can concentrate only 10 to 15 minutes for one task. Hello everyone. My name is Asif and you're listening to Hello Educator. Today we have a special guest with us. He's from Finland. His name is Petri Lunaskorpi. He had his uh, humble beginnings as a primary school teacher in the 1980s and today he is a pedagogical expert and a researcher. He's been an education consultant and an advisor for the Finnish National Board of Education. He's also the advisor for UNESCO and the European Commission. Hi Petri. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you very much. Petri, can you tell a little bit about uh, yourself to our uh, listeners okay i'm i'm uh, so my name is petri lonaskorpi and i'm a master of education also trained as a primary school teacher i i graduated in 1984 and and i'm could say the first generation of finnish finnish teachers who were trained as masters of education i've been developing the education system part of it and and been in the curriculum development process since since uh, beginning of 90s and i have also been uh, in service training teachers uh, in finland and also around the world although in india for now now several years so some kind of uh, idea how the education is done in different parts of the world Great, great, fantastic. Uh, my my expertise are, are mostly the new pedagogical methods, which which is is uh, normally misunderstood in the global press. What we have been developing here in Finland, and also implementing ICT computing to normal curricular daily based work. So you are a pedagogical expert. Can you briefly explain what what that is and what sort of work that you do right now okay the pedagogic is is the key element of teaching so uh, if you look look from science point of view the, there are plenty of different pedagogical approaches how the things ought to be taught to the pupils and and students on the other hand one pedagogical approach doesn't uh, doesn't serve everybody so what need to be done is is to learn as many different kind of pedagogical approaches which then can be implemented in the daily work and and every lesson so in finnish education system our uh, goal is to uh, teach every child individually in the classroom and that's uh, why Finnish teachers have very wide background of pedagogical and didactical skills. Okay. My work as a as a in-service trainer today is is the could say the biggest challenge of the world of global teachers in every country 
today is that uh, the teachers have only one, could say, thing what they need to learn of. That's the teacher's legacy, mm-hmm. which is that every teacher is teaching like he or she has learned. Mm-hmm. I have been trained in 80s, which means that, that today that world doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and that is the big challenge for every teacher to adjust the skills and techniques and methods to the today's world, not right. tomorrow's. Because anyway, we are teaching the children who being involved in the society after 10 or 15 years. Right. So that's why we can't teach them yesterday and we can't teach them today. We have to teach them the skills they need in future. You've been working with the uh, Finnish uh, education system uh, for a really long time. So I just yes. want to give you a little, uh, I mean, of course, you have uh, visited India. You might have uh, a little bit familiarity of the Indian education system. But I'll still go ahead and, you know, briefly explain about Indian education system. So yes, uh, in India, like we have multiple boards of education, like For example, we have the Central Board, Central Board of Second Education, which uh, has schools, different sets of schools follow that. We also have uh, State Board Education Systems. We also have uh, other uh, Board Education Systems like the ICSE and IB and all sort of different education systems. So that is a little brief about the Indian education system. Can you briefly tell us a bird view of how a Finnish education system works do you have separate uh, boards for states and, or uh, across the nation is it is it the same okay we are a small country so so we only have one system but actually every school has their own system so let me explain what what it means it means that our uh, minister of education gives out the framework of the curriculum so all the goals what the children ought to get in different ages for example what subjects we need to teach how many lessons we have to spend for specific subjects but then after that every community in Finland is responsible of the basic education and they then will create their curriculum how these goals ought to be achieved during the school years and mm-hmm. by that uh, that communal uh, curriculum every school creates their own execution plan mm-hmm. which depends on the on the surroundings on the on the facilities on the uh, uh, skills of the staff uh, so in Finland you can't find two similar same way working schools uh-huh. we have different schools and and uh, on the other hand uh, the variation of schools is also a richness for the parents so mm-hmm. in Finland we don't have any school shopping every <laughs> parent will take their children to the nearest school because right. they rely on that system yeah okay Now, in India, it uh, typically, you know, like the school hours for the children and the teachers, it's typically from morning 9 o'clock to sort of 3.30, 4 o'clock. 
kids take uh, uh, you know books and lot of stuffs uh, uh, along with them uh, how is the finnish uh, education uh, system different from this one we have could say schedules which uh, the school can start eight o'clock in the morning and, and end end earlier so for example one o'clock or after after lunch mm-hmm. it depends because we don't have such many lessons mm-hmm. per week for the children mm-hmm. so in in the first two years in primary school okay i explain more so so in finnish system our children start the school at age of seven <laughs> they are in in kindergarten uh-huh. where their biggest uh, job is to play eat and sleep so <laughs> then in the kindergarten last year when the children are six years old uh-huh. they will go to preschool but that's only play because they have two school type lessons per day and the rest of the time they will be children and they are playing mm-hmm. and enjoying their company with the with the with uh, the friends mm-hmm. so in before the age of seven they don't have any any academical uh, goals for mm-hmm. their education they just learn the ways how the how to learn and how to behave in in group and wh- how to communicate and mm-hmm. how to help each other and, and so on mm-hmm. so in the age of seven they start the school mm-hmm. and the four first two two school years mm-hmm. the maximum lesson for one week is 24 so not more and and uh, in the, the next four years mm-hmm. the lessons will be 25 mm-hmm. 26 and and uh, in the secondary school 30 lessons per week so that gives the children plenty of free time when they will have hobbies and and when they can uh, meet their with friends and, and enjoy their childhood so by 30 lessons uh, do you mean 30 hours of classes or how is it yes yes so it means for example five days every day six lessons mm-hmm. one okay hour lessons and the big difference is that in finland we also count the lessons for one hour okay but our law says that teacher can Uh, use from the one uh, from the lesson only 45 minutes okay so children need to have 15 minute break bef- between the lessons oh okay and that is that is very very scientifically based thing because mm-hmm. uh, all the brain science mm-hmm. research says that that human brain needs pauses between different different uh, accents mm-hmm. so that is why we have breaks also in the in lessons so mm-hmm. no teacher will teach longer than 10 minutes at one time okay so normally finish lesson is is the teacher is teaching in the beginning 10 minutes and then he or she activates the students to work for half an hour and then there is a recall session in the end of the lesson so because the science says that that one human uh, individual can concentrate only 10 to 15 minutes for one task okay 
so even adults can't concentrate longer. Mm -hmm. So why to punish the children for longer periods? Okay, okay. So now, uh, when you when you were a, a primary school teacher back in the eighties, um, so what what kind of subjects were you uh, handling? I have been in the primary school. We teachers teach uh, all are trained to teach all the twelve subjects we have. Mm -hmm. So. It depends. Depends. Uh, we have no basic subject in in our school combining uh, the mandatory physical education, arts, music, and and uh, uh, and crafts, mm -hmm. which every child will will have to take mandatory the, for the whole basic education mm -hmm. uh, at least one lessons. Mm -hmm. It might be also two in some subjects. Uh -huh. uh, so I have been been teaching all the subjects, but of course it's not it's very dull from the students' point of view. So mm -hmm. in our uh, system, the teachers are working in teams. So I can give my classes uh, my classes uh, music lessons, mm -hmm. for example, to to a colleague who is better in music and take mathematics from his. Mm -hmm. class and, and and we we share quite a lot of, of teachers so one class there can be four to five teachers who are, are also evaluating the group of students from different point of views so you mean to say to teach one single subject more than one teacher work together yes so at least every every teacher in primary school mm -hmm. will teach teach five to five to eight different subjects uh -huh. okay so can you give me an example uh, you said like first 10 minutes you will have a theory session after that it follows yes. the uh, activities so based on the subjects yes. that you have taught can you give me a small example for example the the global press has been been uh, telling about our new curriculum uh, version that that we have dropped over all our subjects that mm. doesn't that's not true but the combining different subjects in in themes or phenomena okay so that means that if if i have a theme about water for example mm -hmm. so my my with uh, which we have been agreed with my colleagues so we try to take all the content what is what is about water mm -hmm. in that age group mm -hmm. so in mathematics we are counting uh, quantities and and liters and, and and doing these things and and uh, in in biology we are we are for example uh, teaching about the fish or 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 plants which are in the water and in, in physics we teach different uh, different forms of water so water uh, water steam and, and ice for example and, and so on so every subject is concentrating to that topic or mm -hmm. phenomena mm -hmm. which means that that the children get wider wider uh, perspective and understanding about the con uh, the subject content why we are talking about water what, why it's important to know what is the difference between centiliter run and one liter run and so on. Mm -hmm. Secondly, secondly, I could say that, that when I, I teach, I always have a topic for the lesson and, and 
invest one new puzzle part, for example, okay. uh, for the children. Say they got a new piece of, of, of uh, information and then it can be combined with the, the project work or it can be individually uh, individual activities. So there are plenty of different kind of activities what we have have with what we are doing that for example there is a there is now being translated in english this kind of uh, catalog of, of different kind of activities which uh, contain more than 400 different kind of classroom activities in different subjects mm-hmm. there are plenty of things what the, what the children can do but the main thing is is that we always say that the process is much more important than the outcome right because in the future world or already outside the school walls mm-hmm. uh, more and more uh, jobs the people or the employees need to work together and, and try to figure out things what they haven't learned in any education Correct. so they have to be very creative and that is the skills we are teaching to the children. So what that means is that we have been cutting the content of our subjects mm-hmm. with the with the hard hand very long time. Mm-hmm. It so started started in uh, in the in the beginning of 90s when we started this big curriculum development process and and since we have been cutting the content every phase. Fantastic. It's overwhelming for me to know that you know all these things have been happening in the 90s in your place. In our country, the government uh, uh, had this vision in the beginning of 90s when the world really started to change. Mm-hmm. You know that Nokia is, is uh, yes. coming from Finland. And, yes. and that was one, one could say, good clue for how the world will be. On the other hand, internet was... was uh, uh, was starting its its baby step in that phase and, and it meant that the world will change very fast which uh, which we then started to implement in the in the schools and in the curriculum so we created the first uh, could say new way curriculum in in 1994 mm-hmm. but the main thing is that that uh, as we say the cu- curriculum only can be written by the pencil because the world is changing and, and we have been getting a new curriculum, so updated curriculum every four or five years. So okay. now the newest edition, which we got in use last year, contains all the 12 subjects mm-hmm. with, with, I could say, updated ta- updated core. Mm-hmm. goals mm-hmm. but it also uh, got three new subjects uh-huh. which are entrepreneurship uh, computer thinking mm-hmm. and robotics mm-hmm. which started to be taught from the first grade we try to be on the edge of of the world because as said we are not training the children for today we are training them for their adult time when they will be members of the society and that's something 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. which we ought to peak great great 
in the next episode of Hello Educator. What is the most easiest, best and, and uh, economic way to in-service train teachers? Because with this kind of uh, change speed of the world, teachers need to be in-service trained.